Welcome to Elevate. I'm so happy you're here with me today and I cannot wait to share this episode with you. As an evidence-based coach, mentor, and entrepreneur, I'm obsessed with learning and personal development as it's transformed my entire life, as well as those I get to work with. And to be quite frank, it's literally the entire reason this podcast exists, to feel your growth, gain perspective, and acquire knowledge. So buckle up, friends. You're in for a treat. And as always, thank you for supporting me and the show so we can continue to elevate our own lives as well as those you share this with. Now, let's get into it. What's up, friends, and welcome back to another episode on my channel. I'm excited to have a little chit-chat with you today talking about just personal growth, motivation, your fitness journey, or other endeavors that you're pursuing in your life. I've been through a shit ton of shit, and most people have dealt with some shit, but I'm hoping that some of the lessons that I've learned can help inspire you, motivate you, get you moving in the right direction, and let go of all the things that hold you back from doing that. So I'm going to share some lessons. This is going to be a pretty short video, but if you don't know who I am, hi, my name is Kate and Michelle. I have a master's in exercise science, and I'm getting my second master's in clinical psychology because my mission is overall health and wellness, bridging the gap between psychology and physiology to help you cultivate long-term transformation. So we're going to dive right into this. And one of my cardinal rules for life, <laughs> seriously, is that growth and comfort do not coexist. And the hard part about that for most people is they want guarantees. They want to know exactly what's going to happen on the other side of something. But I want to ask you seriously to take a moment and think about all of your highest moments in life. They didn't come from knowing it was going to come. If you knew everything that was going to happen next life, would have zero excitement along the way. And the beautiful thing about the human experience is that we don't know what's going to happen. We have no idea. That's what makes life an adventure. That's what makes it exciting if you have the courage to step outside of your comfort zone. And the comfort zone for most people is not comfortable. It's just familiar. We need to replace that. It's a zone of familiarity. Okay, you know what you're going to get, right? If you continue to try to lose weight, and then every time you're on the brink of hitting a new low or you've hit a new low, then you overindulge to celebrate your progress, that behavior in itself is not going to allow you to actually achieve the goal that you have in mind because you keep getting in your own way. You keep being the person that is preventing you from succeeding. And when you recognize that you are the person that is indeed the reason that you're not achieving the goal that you have, that's entirely frustrating, but also highly encouraging because now you know that you get to just change that behavior and generate a new outcome, right? Because when we look at behavior overall, when I'm working with people, when you train in CBT, right, one of the things that you really are focused on is thoughts driving actions. I mean, thoughts driving feelings that drive actions. It's the triangle of behavior right? Thoughts, feelings, actions, boom. And we talk about discipline. All you're doing is breaking the action part from the thoughts and feelings. A lot of people that struggle, and I can tell you a little bit about my background and some of the hardships that I've been through. If you guys don't know anything about my history, I've done a few podcasts on it, but I was in a very abusive relationship. In fact, I've only had three real serious relationships and two out of the three, I would say were very toxic and dynamic. My last partner was narcissistic borderline. Again, I'm not diagnosing him, but based on my understanding, I would speculate he's on that side of the spectrum. So if you've ever been in those situations, it can be really difficult for you to assert yourself once again in life and be able to move through that. And and it changes you. It shapes you in your behavior overall. But then you can start making assumptions on, I can't trust men. All men are this insecure. All men are this controlling. All men are this crazy. Like You can start to believe that. And that's a story. That's your internal narrative. Those are the thoughts. right? And they drive feelings. I'm never going to find anybody. I'm always going to be alone. Um, men aren't trustworthy. I'm not safe with them. Feelings. 
right? And then they're going to drive action. So for a long period of time, I did not go out. I didn't date anybody for six years, six years after my first very awful, 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 physically, just disgustingly awful relationship. I was like, no wall. Don't touch me. Don't get near me. Like we can be cool, but like arm's length, please. And so it changed my behavior, right? It built up these walls. And another rule of my life that I think people need to understand is that the walls we build up to protect ourselves. Again, it was an adaptation mechanism for me. Like I'm not safe. So I need to make sure I'm overly independent, wildly ambitious, workaholic, right? Um, and, And those are beautiful traits. And I'm super grateful for knowing that I can be that version of me, but to live underneath that entirely and allow it to be, to be my identity was preventing me from experiencing the things that I wanted most. And so it wasn't just letting that go. And I'll talk a little bit about change, but it's not, you just kill off parts of you. It's not like they just go away. It's understanding when to deploy that, that character trait, when to deploy that skill set, when to deploy that temperament. Once you control it, it no longer controls you. Right. So I can create distance from people that I don't feel safe around, but I don't have to create distance from everybody. Right. Not everybody is that type of person. And the same thing comes with a lot of your goals. If you feel like every diet you've ever tried doesn't work and you haven't taken a look under the hood to recognize your own behavioral patterns or your relationship with food, then of course you're just going to either try some stupid surface level solution that leverages your insecurity or the rate in which you do go into a program where you have sustainable rates of loss isn't fast enough for you, right? So all of these stories, again, drive your feelings, which amplify behaviors, functional or dysfunctional. That's point number one, right? Growth and comfort do not coexist. And so you have to be comfortable stepping slightly outside of your comfort zone. If you try to step way outside of it, you're going to revert very back to old habits and patterns very, very quickly. So you have to test the boundary of where you're comfortable, Right. If you're somebody who's really insecure in wearing a cute outfit or anything that's fitting, right? And you you wear sweatshirts like me and sweatpants and all that stuff, right? Maybe you just put on a t-shirt that's like not super form fitting, but you know, show some shape. And you're like, oh, not not too bad. Right. And then you might wear a tank top, but you might put a jacket over it. So you've got something that is snug, but you've got something to give you a little comfort outside of that. And you go, okay, I'm getting compliments. People are noticing this. I feel better. I don't look awful. Right, your internal dialogue might be, I'm I'm not attractive or I don't look good in that. Then people start complimenting you, and you're like, Yeah, okay. Right, and then you wear a tank top. You go to the gym and you're getting a nice pump, right? And you're like, oh shit. You can start to slowly creep outside of that and realize it was all in your fucking head. It was all in your head the whole time, which is really difficult for people to just go, Oh, I really am not being my own best friend. But understanding the safety that's in that also. When you look at the internal narrative, like for me, for the longest time, it was I'm not good enough. I'm inadequate somehow, right? I'm the good for now, but not good forever girl, right? That was my story. That was my internal dialogue of self. And when you recognize what that gives you, well, if I know I'm good for now and not good forever, then I only have to show certain parts of me and I don't have to give them my whole heart because if you give somebody the power to make you happy, you also can give them the power to make you incredibly sad. And again, these are all things that I accept, but I can see how that impacted my behavior. And this is not on a conscious level. These are subconscious things that drive your behavior overall. This is why people feel like, I don't know why I'm doing that. I think asking why is also a terrible question. It's really understanding what motivates you to behave that way. If I'm terrified of getting my heart ripped out and stomped on again, and I don't want to go through another grief cycle, and I don't want to be depressed to the point where I just don't want to get out of bed in the morning and it's difficult for me to fucking wash my face and brush my teeth, like I don't want to go back to that space. 
And so I can justify the behavior of continuing to isolate myself or say no to dates or not put myself in environments where I'm getting too close to somebody or spending too much time with them, right? That's what that behavior is serving me. But ultimately that behavior is preventing me specifically now I'm talking about me in that context of experiencing what I want most, which is somebody that I can trust my life with, somebody that I can build a life with, somebody that has a vision and a mission and values that are similar to me where I can create memories with them and experience life with them. Like that's what I ultimately more than anything want. But if I allow my previous history and I carry that into my present being, I will inevitably continue to project that into my future. And it's the same thing if you're trying to lose weight. If your past experiences, you bring those into your present and then you project them into your future, all you're going to do is cultivate the same patterns that leave you frustrated and empty and insecure. So remember those things as you continue to go down your journey is all of this stuff, truly, it's not anybody else. It's you. It's your perception of things. It's the way that you think about yourself. It's the way that you think about the pursuit in itself. Like if I think all relationships are going to end up in somebody cheating on me or hitting me, then I'm unlikely to really invest in a relationship moving forward the same way that some of you fail to invest in your fitness journey moving forward. You don't really give it your all because somewhere inside of you just don't believe it's going to work out. So you kind of half step your efforts, right? But you're never going to get to that next level if you don't go all in on something. And if you want to be mediocre, that's the way. Be wildly inconsistent. Try sometimes when you feel like it, but make sure you get in your own way along the way. And then talk about how hard it is because of something or somebody else when really it's you the whole time. And that's just true. And again, I've had these conversations with myself, so I'm not saying this like I've got it all figured out. I'm not. I, I certainly don't. I continue to learn. That's why I'm getting and continuing to pursue my education. But these are really important insights that I've had that if you're continuing to recognize the same patterns or you feel like you're continuing to get in your own way, or you continue to say you want something, but your behavior says another thing, then you have to look at, do you really want the thing? Because if you want the thing and you haven't gotten it before, it means you're going to have to do something you haven't done before. It means you're going to have to let go of previous behavior. You're going to have to understand what that serves you if you continue to do it. And if you really want a life that's built around those beliefs, if you do keep going, not, not my place to judge you. But if you want to change and if you want to achieve differently, then you're going to have to start behaving differently. And that's going to feel uncomfortable. And again, that doesn't mean you're not going to have the same thoughts and the same fears and the same uncertainties and the same desire to control everything, but you can't. Control is an illusion and it will continue to disappoint you and you'll continue to inflict your own suffering if you think you're supposed to be able to control everything in your life because you can't. Things you can control, your actions, in your behaviors. You can't always control thoughts. I hate when people say you control your thoughts. You can't always do that. We all have a negativity bias. Okay. You can't always control your thoughts, but you can control whether you entertain them or not. That's the difference. I can recognize I don't feel super confident going on a date. I can recognize that I'm feeling anxious about the whole thing. I can recognize that I'm, I wanted to cancel 17,000 times. <laughs> I can recognize all those things and I can still behave differently. And so understand that your thoughts and your feelings are valid and they come from somewhere, right? The reason that I act that way, the reason that I have those thoughts, the reason that I get overly anxious, the reason that I avoid physical touch, the reason that I'm terrified of intimacy, obviously, if you've ever been sexually assaulted and that's been taken from you, that's not a comfortable setting for you to be in. It can reinvoke, reactivate that trauma that you've been through. And that's okay. I'm not here to judge you. I, that, I mean, if you have other traumas that continue to manifest themselves and people think your behavior is a little bit weird or they don't understand it, I'm not judging you. I've got my own shit as I'm sharing openly here. And I share that because I want you to know I don't just talk the talk. I'm not here to just sound good on fucking camera. I live my life by this stuff because it's completely changed my life. All right, I went from being somebody who did not care if I took another breath. 
I, I was ready to just let go of all of it, end it, my own suffering. I felt like I was impacting suffering on people around me. I just didn't, I didn't care. I didn't think I was important. I didn't think anybody cared about me. I didn't think that my life had value. I was ready to throw in the towel. I've been there. I've been to the depths of some of the darkest places and my mind can go there. Again, I, <laughs> I'm just like everybody else, right? There's good and evil in everybody. And you have to acknowledge that you have dark traits. You have to acknowledge that there is darkness in all of us, but you also have to not allow that darkness to control you, your insecurity to control you, your frustration to control you, your past to control you, your fears to control you, right? Because then you're not ever living the life that you actually want to live. And you're the only person preventing you from doing that. The other thing I want to acknowledge as far as a rule of my life is the hardest things and the right things tend to be the same things. You wouldn't be contemplating doing the hard thing if the easy thing was the right option because you would just do the easy thing and it'd be great. Everything would be done. So the moment that I find myself continuing to contemplate a decision that I need to make, it's because I know I need to make it. I just don't want to. I don't want to have that conversation. I don't want to walk away from that. I don't want to separate myself from these people because I do care about them. But the way that they're behaving, the way that they're acting or the way that they treat me, I might know is wrong. And internally, I know it's wrong. And it doesn't mean I, I have bad, I don't think you judge people, right? I don't like to judge people in general, right? People have the right to do whatever they want to do in their life. But if it's not making me better, if it's not bringing me happier days, if it's not bringing peace in my life, then I'm not going to continue to entertain it. I just, you have to learn that you have to look out for yourself and you have to take care of you, right? If you want to go a different direction than somebody else, doesn't make you a bad friend. doesn't make them a bad friend. It just means at this point in your lives, you're walking different paths. You want different things. You're going in different directions and that's okay, right? I have friends from my past that I'm totally fucking grateful for. If they called me today and said, I need you and we haven't talked for a year, I'd be there. We're just walking different paths in life. It doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't mean that there was fucking drama, but sometimes you, the hardest thing and the right thing are the same thing. And I know that that's scary and that's hard, but if you choose to continue to pretend like it's not there, then you're going to continue to be overwhelmed with these negative thoughts, these anxious thoughts, these desires for you, for you to change. And the only person that's preventing you from changing is yourself. The only person that's preventing you from taking that step, from betting on yourself, from taking that chance is you. And I, again, I know that that's not an easy position to be in, but is the juice worth the squeeze? Only you know. Now, one other thing that I think is really important when we talk about personal growth is that ego is adversarial to intimacy. You need to be who you think you need to be, being who you think you need to be versus who you truly are. Ego is adversarial to intimacy. So if you lead with, I'm supposed to be this person, I'm presenting as this big, poncho, successful, attractive, blah, 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 like, but you inside are a puddle of piss and you're the most insecure person ever, right? And then you have control issues. It sounds like my ex, right? And and you try to deploy your power and dominance over somebody to get them to love you. Like, no, right? You're preventing people from getting to know you by by trying to curate yourself to fit this mold of an idea that you think is desirable. That's just not it. And what you do by doing that, and we see this on social media all the time, this is why I will always show up as I am, sweat, sweatshirt, makeup done sometimes. Like, I am Kate. This is who I am. You meet me on the streets or you see me online, I'm going to be the same person. And I think that's important because if people like me, I want them to like me for me. I don't need a million people to like me. I, I, if you do, I'm super fucking grateful for that. But at the same time, 
I would rather be exactly who I am and align with people who like me for who I am, who appreciate me for who I am, who support me for who I am, who are motivated or inspired for me by me because of who I am versus who I think I need to be in order to get attention or validation from people that A, don't care about me, don't know me, will never know me, will probably never care about me. And if I died tomorrow, they wouldn't even know. Just be careful who you try to build your identity around and what you give leverage to your emotions or who and what concepts or constructs you allow to to try to shape you into something, especially if it's not somebody who you actually are, because it will not allow you to get to the depths of actual intimacy. And I don't just mean physical intimacy. I mean, emotional intimacy, intellectual intimacy, right? Letting yourself be seen from other, by other people. If you, if you feel like you have to build these walls or present yourself in a way that's not authentic to who you actually are. Another rule of the life, things that I've I've said before, but I will say again because it's fundamentally true and everybody gets fucked by this, but if you expect yourself from other people, you will always be disappointed. And one of the biggest lessons that my dad actually taught me is that you only give when you want to give. Right? If you want to do something, do it because you want to do it, not because you expect somebody to give you something back in return. Right? That's not friendship, that's business. Right? There's a different type of of temperature, there's a different type of intention, there's there's a different type of energy there, right? Like if we're trading services, cool. I You pay me this, I give you that, dope. But if I'm doing something for a friend or a family member or somebody that I care about, I'm doing it because I want to do it because I don't expect anything in return. So if you do something for other people, don't hold on to, well, I did this for you, so you should do it for me. I did that for you. Why can't you do it for me? They're not you. That's why. That's the answer. Simple. Not easy to hear. Frustrating and disappointing, right? Totally valid feelings but you will continue to be disappointed if you expect yourself from other people. So you have to learn to let that go. One of the most fundamental truths that I have ever said, um, and this is a, a real story of my life. When you talk about working with people who have anxiety or trauma or fears, the only way out of that is going through it, right? Most people try to avoid, they try to push the negative emotion away. They try to push their feelings away. They try to push everything away anything negative in their life, they just pretend it's not there. They sweep it under the rug until the rug has so much fucking dirt underneath it. It's everywhere in your house. And then you have to face it. We see this a lot in marriages. There's problems in the marriage for years. And then all of a sudden the wife says, I just want a separation. I want to get divorced. I'm done with this whole thing. And now men want to go to therapy. Well, why did you wait until now to want to go to therapy? I've been telling you for years that this relationship, this is not it. I don't want to be treated that way. I don't want to feel like I'm just somebody that you come home to and I'm always there and it's comfortable to you and that you just walk by me like I'm your roommate. I don't want that. I don't want to be yelled at. I don't want to be disrespected. I don't want to be forgotten about. I don't want you to cancel on our dinner dates. I don't want to, I don't want you to stop dating me. That goes into another principle that I'll elaborate on in just a minute. But if you want to fix things, you need to go through them, right? If you want to escape the anxiety that you feel, you need to feel it entirely. Immerse yourself fully in it. Depression, immerse yourself in it. But Because when you come out of the other side from facing that thing head on, you realize regardless of the amount of crying that you've done, the amount of negative emotion that you've experienced, the time that you spent in your bed, you're okay, right? That feeling can be present and you can still be okay. Shit can happen to you and you can still be okay. You can be tired and still go to the gym. You can be tempted and still say no. Two things can be true at the same time. And when it came to me trying to get out of the depths of that position of not giving a fuck if I were still here, I had to keep moving despite the fact that I was numb for so long. I didn't feel anything. I thought I was genuinely broken. I thought some digit in my mind switched and I was switched off. 
I just felt nothing, absolutely nothing. No affection, no love, no excitement, no happiness, nothing. Empty? I I was so depressed. I didn't even feel sad. It's not like I was lagging with this sadness. I was just numb. There was nothing. Zero. And I could still feel nothing and get up and fight. I could still feel nothing, give no fucks about anything in the world, and still say I need to take care of me today. Not for me, because at that point I didn't care. I actually did it for my mom, if you've listened to that YouTube that I did about my story. Regardless, the only way out of that is going through it. The only way to overcome your eating disorder, the only way to overcome your self-sabotage, the only way to overcome the trauma that you've been through is to go through that experience, to go through it, to go back and address it. Because I think a lot of people just walk around with open wounds. You don't allow it to heal. And every time that thing tries to fucking scab over, you just rip it right open because you haven't dealt with it. And so it continues to manifest as a pattern in your life. Number seven on my list, your circumstances don't change your responsibilities. Zero, right? That's why I can have my personal life. I'll tell you a story because this might make better sense if I just give you a story. Last year, 2023 was one of the hardest years of my life on a personal level, right? I don't bring my personal business into my business, my business is my business, and I got shit to do. But personally, it was one of the hardest years of my life. I woke up every day sad, heartbroken, grieving, angry. It was hard. It, it triggered a lot of my past trauma of feeling like I wasn't good enough. And the amount of gaslighting and just mind fuckery that that experience was for me was something I had to work through. It was something I had to face, something I had to go through again. But I also could not allow that stuff to impact or change my responsibilities to get up in the morning, to get myself together, to go to the gym, to eat healthy, to exercise, to take care of my team, to show up, to lead them, to lead my clients, to serve my people. I could not allow, I would not allow, I could have, I could have made the excuse, but I would not allow those things to impact how I show up. Because when I think about why I'm here in the first place, why I'm recording this video, why I make podcasts, why I make content, why I even have a business, it was to be the person that I wish that I had because I've been through the ringer with mentors, with fucking coaches, with fitness, with coach, like, ugh, shit. And if I had known that it was wrong or that, you know, all of the things that I went through didn't have to be that way, I would have done it totally differently. And that's why this whole thing exists. It's personal to me. And so, just remember, you will teach yourself resilience and you will teach yourself fortitude. And you will teach yourself excellence in your life if you can separate certain things, your thoughts and your feelings from how you behave because you get to control your behavior. Your thoughts and feelings, maybe not. And that's okay. Two things can be true at the same time. The other thing, so number eight on my list is that pain and suffering are inevitable. And Truthfully, for me, I would rather select my own pain versus having pain just thrust upon me in life, right? I would rather suffer chasing a dream and something that I'm passionate about so long as it's aligned with my core values and I know that it's helping people. I would rather do that as uncertain as this whole thing is than be afraid and allow life to put pressure on me to follow a path I had no interest in following. I had no passion around. Could I have made money? Sure. Being a doctor, of course I would have made money. But I had a lot of security in my life. But that was not the path I wanted to walk. It would have been suffering for me nine to five every day, working after hours, I'm sure, because my mom's a medical director at a hospital. I know how busy she fucking is. I'm sure I'd be somewhere along that path, 
following the template that she laid me, which again is a great template for somebody who really wants to do that. There's nothing wrong with being a doctor. You're doing God's work. So just remember that there are no solutions. There's only trade-offs in life. You can't have everything. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't get, you can't lose weight and also eat Dunkaroos every night at 2 a.m. and overeat until you're fucking stuffed. You can't binge drink on the weekends and say that you're continuing to prioritize your health. No, you're not. There's trade-offs that have to be made. Does that mean don't drink at all? No, I've done stuff on my content all around shit like that because I hate black and white thinking everything's on a spectrum. But if you give into that temptation every single day, every single time, you're not building anything that's going to sustain you. That's like every time you see a hot guy, you cheat on your boyfriend. Like what type of relationship is that going to build for you? It's not. Right? You need to be able to control your impulses. It doesn't mean you don't have them. Again, it doesn't mean you don't have those feelings, those thoughts, those temptations, those desires. They're all real. They're all valid. However, you get to choose whether or not you engage with them or not. That's all up to your conscious decision making. And so taking responsibility for that is important. Right, The pain and suffering is inevitable. Life is hard. Life will continue to be hard. You know this if you just play your life backwards as you're listening to this. It's not always been easy, but there have been great moments. And the highs will be fucking great and the lows will be fucking debilitating. And they're going to come in the future like they came in the past because that is how life works. There's no easy way forward. In comparison to other people, don't be that person that says it would be easy for you. I don't like people like that. Don't be the person that says I'm stuck this way. No, you're not. You're choosing to be stuck. Okay, I want to elevate your mind. Okay, we need to <clears throat> increase your capabilities, increase your self-efficacy. Because you're capable of more if you'll let yourself do more. But if you believe you're stuck this way, if you be- if you're one of those people that's it must be nice. You have no idea what somebody else has been through to achieve what they've ch- achieved. You have no idea. So just doing that is a projection of your own insecurity. Don't be that friend. Don't be that person. You don't like to be around people like that. If every time you talk to somebody, they're like, "Must be nice for you." It's like, bitch, you don't know what I've been through. Okay, well, give people the same grace. Remember that if you're going to be your best, you have to be yourself. If you want to be second best, you can try to copy everybody else. You have to have the courage to be disliked. You don't need to be liked by everybody. I promise you don't even want to be liked by everybody. You want to be liked by the people that know you, that see you, that care about you, that will support you truly relentlessly because of who you are, not who you think you're supposed to be. And so if you want to be zero of one or one of none, you have to be you. That's, you are the only person that can be you. There's literally nobody else in the world that can be you as good as you can be you. Zero. That's your competitive edge. If you want to be the best, you've got to be yourself. And just because you you might sit here and think, I don't have that much to offer. I don't have an education like you, or I don't have a passion like you, or I don't, I'm not good on camera like you. Hey, like, listen, I don't have that much to offer. I'm just being honest with you. I've had to work my ass off to continue to build my skill sets and lean into my passions to be able to do the things that I love to do. And again, that's a risk. But just because you don't think you have much to offer doesn't mean that you don't have anything to offer. And I promise you, as somebody who's wildly curious about people, you can learn from literally everybody. Everybody, no matter their background, all of that stuff that people want to label you with identity shit, you can learn from anybody, literally anybody, if you continue to keep an open mind and lead with curiosity. I love learning from people, all different types of backgrounds, cultures, the whole nine. I love that. I love talking to people. If you just listen to people talk, they're fucking interesting and they can teach you something. You have something to offer. Number 10 is that you need to treat somebody like you're responsible for helping, right? A lot of women, especially because we're caretakers, I'm not saying men don't do this, but women are more, have a higher proclivity to really look out for the well-being of other people. 
you cannot do that at the expense of yourself. You're not helping anybody by being 50% of who you could be. You're just not. And so you also have to remember that you are responsible for taking care of you. You need to look out for you just like you look out for everybody else. Right? One of the biggest things I see with women, especially who've gone through domestic violence, similar to myself, and I had to relearn how to speak when I had something to say, I had to find my voice again because nobody was going to do that for me. Nobody cared if I won. Nobody cares if I lose. Nobody cares if I die. Nobody cares if I succeed. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And I don't say that to be negative. I say that because it's true and it takes all the pressure off of you. Fear of judgment, fear of failure. No one cares. No one cares. And when you really lean into that, you can come online and make a YouTube video. You can create content on the internet. You can write a book. You can write articles. You can go create the little shop that you want. You can sell online. You can knit scarves. You can paint art. You can start singing. You can do whatever you want to do because nobody cares. Nobody cares. And that's great. That's your competitive edge. No one cares. You don't have to internalize any of it. If you know who you are, if you know where your values are, you know you better than anybody. So even anybody's opinion about you doesn't even matter. None of it matters unless you give power to it. And you don't have to. So long as you know yourself. That's the most important thing. Because sometimes you'll get feedback and it's true. Kate, your eyebrows are really dark today. Yeah, they, they've been pretty dark. Yep, that's, that's pretty valid. You know, I've got some fucking dewy shit on my face because I worked out earlier. That's true. Why you got shiny face? <laughs> I worked out earlier. You're right. You should probably, probably have done something about that. But here we are. Right? People are going to talk about you no matter what. Just let it go. Let it go. Number 11. This is important. Seek kindness over niceness. My best friends are kind. They're not nice. They are not nice, <laughs> but they're kind. And kindness comes from actually caring about the best for the other person. Telling them that wasn't your best effort. You can do better than that. Why are you slacking off? Why aren't you doing that thing that I know you can do? Why are you holding yourself back? Let me tell you a story. <laughs> my best friend, Sebastian Cooter, he knew I could go online and build my own business way before I ever thought that I could. Truly. He's the one that was like, people need to hear what you have to say. You can do this on your own. right? People need to hear that voice. Because I would just talk to him about my passions and my thoughts and all these things, just him privately. We just have three-hour conversations on the phone. And he believed in me before I did. But it was because he kept challenging me that I'm here, that I'm making this video right now. That one person that could say, you're better than that. You can do more than this. You're meant for more. And deep down, you know it. So go get it. Go chase the ambitions of your heart. Go follow that passion. Go make that dream. Because you have one life. And would you rather have a great story to tell or regret the chances that you didn't take when you had the opportunity to? And don't wait for an opportunity to present itself. Go create it. Go create your opportunities. Go put yourself out there. Go have that conversation. Send that email. DM that person. Do what you need to do. Because worst case scenario, you can say, I did everything I possibly could. Best case scenario, it leads you down a path where you're like, holy shit, my life is an adventure and I didn't know this was possible. And that's a great story to tell because somebody needs to hear your story again. Right now, you may like feel like you have nothing to offer, but you do. Number 13, I'm skipping around here because I've got a lot of them, but I want to pull out some of the big ones. You have to take yourself seriously because nobody will take you seriously if you don't take yourself seriously. If you don't have respect for yourself, why would you expect somebody else to respect you? If you allow people to treat you like you're just some beautiful face on the fucking internet, then how do you think people are going to treat you? 
If you're a girl who wears skimpy clothes, and I'm not judging, if that makes you confident, do your thing. But if men stare at you for that, and then you feel like they're misogynistic, <clears throat> you might be attracting some of that attention that you don't want. You control what you put on your body. You control how you let people talk to you. You can set boundaries for sure, but just also understand the way that you carry yourself gives people a perception about you. I know that if I dressed up to the nines every time I did a podcast, I'd probably have more subscribers to my channel. But I also, truthfully, I really enjoy walking a path that requires me to have intellectual horsepower, right? Because I could come on here and wear something skimpy or show my body on my Instagram or do gym booty workout videos and you know all that stuff because I am a health and fitness professional. I've gotten my master's in this. I've studied meta metabolic adaptation. I've studied the differences be between strength and hypertrophy. I know more than most internet influencers about actual health and fitness. However, I'm more compelled to do it in a different way. I want people that show up because they value my content and they like what I have to say and they like the way that I think and it helps them, not because I look good. Two different types of people that will be attracted, right? And even if it's a slower rate of growth, which it definitely is, but I enjoy that. It's a, the challenge that I'm willing to challenge myself to overcome versus taking the short road. I just, for me personally, I'm not judging you if you do that. Do your thing, girlfriend. I support you. You're more confident than me to go ahead and show your body on the internet. Do it, right? Say it's because I'm insecure. You can say that about me. That's totally fine. I don't care. But just know why you want to go, where you want to go, and the things around your values that you're willing to compromise to get there. But you have to take yourself seriously. And I read a lot. I talk a lot. I write a lot. Language is important to me. I love learning. I like sharing what I'm learning. That's important to me. That's the type of person that I want to be. And if it gets hard, I just keep going because I'll learn through it. It's not going to be perfect. I never expect perfection because perfection is a prison. Don't do that to yourself. Grow through it. You got to go through it to grow through it, baby. <laughs> Another thing that I think is also important is questioning your beliefs. We all have like, we all have a frame of reference, right? And this is all built upon what you experienced as a kid, right? We know this in psychology. We study past, we study, we ask kid, people about their, their childhood upbringing, all of that context and nuance is important because you learn from what your parents, your culture, your community, your environment, all those things put an impression upon you, right and wrong, good and bad, right? Preconceived notions of what relationships look like, what communication looks like, what, what typical dynamics of, of affection, of intimacy, what that looks like, how you, how fast you move through those things. All of that is going to be built upon your experiences and the things that you've observed through your life. But if those beliefs aren't serving you and they're bringing up, again, patterns or different beliefs or shifting your identity or internal dialogue is bad, your self-worth is low, right? Self-worth, self by the way, is not built. It's revealed. You've always been worthy. Just remember that. But you have to start to challenge those things because if those beliefs aren't serving you, then why not change the belief to something that does, right? And people might say, well, that's delusional. It's like, well, I'd rather be on my side. I'd rather be somebody who believes in me versus being somebody that was like, oh, I suck. I can't do it. I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm, I'm broken. Right? I'm stupid. I'm not qualified enough. Why, not? why? Why? Why be that person to yourself? There are a million people out there in the world who are willing to be that for you, I promise. So question your internal narrative. Question your beliefs. Challenge everything. And then if you want to keep that belief, keep it. And if you want to replace it with a better one, go for it. Remember that you're always in this matrix of being and becoming, right? Who you once were isn't who you are today. And who you are today is not who you're going to be in the future. And all of your future is built upon the decisions that you make today. 
it's like the evolution graph when you see like monkeys and apes and then into the humans, right? And we see that grow. That's your life, right? It's all interconnected. Your past is connected to who you are today and who you are today will impact the person that you become. So if you don't like who you are today, you can change that and take a side road into growing in a different direction by just changing little things, little habits, little day-to-day things, little autopilot things, the thoughts that you the thoughts that you have, the things that you consume on the internet, the friendships that you have around you, the negativity that you continue to engage with, the drama, the insecurity, the comparison, you can change your entire mindset. Changing your mind will change your life. I promise you that. If I can guarantee you anything, changing your mind will change your life. Period. End of discussion. If you're overweight and you're struggling to lose weight, it probably has nothing to do with dieting. Probably has a lot to do with what's going on up here. And if you continue to seek out surface level diets that are wildly restrictive, then why? Why are you thinking that way? Change it. Because self-respect, self-love doesn't come from starving yourself, running yourself into the ground, over-exercising, not eating any foods, staying no to social events, missing out on life and the experiences that you have because this is finite. That's not self-love. You're just putting yourself in a prison. That's self-hatred. Stop it. Also remember that I can say this. You are what you eat. Period. Right. And I don't mean that like, oh, if you eat, if you eat fat, you're fat. And <laughs> don't put words in my mouth. Let me explain. <laughs> Meaning that if you continue to eat a highly processed diet, you're probably not getting a ton of quality. Now, remember when it comes to people complaining about their hormones and all this stuff, precursors for hormones, cholesterol, vitamins, minerals. So if you aren't getting a ton of variety in your diet, it's going to impact the way that you feel, the way that you think, how your brain functions, how your gut health is. Right? People always want to jump to these med- functional medicine people, spend a fuck ton of money on supplements and bullshit. I got my period back doing none of that, by the way. It comes down to how can I improve the habits that I have around what I'm putting in my body? Can I actually provide my body the fuel that it needs to work with me, to drive me to where I want to go? Right? But if you continue to treat your body like shit and then you're mad that you're not changing, who's at fault? Who put you in that position? If you're a child, it's not your fault, but most people that are watching this are adults. It's not, what's happened to you may not be your fault, by the way. The learned behaviors that you have, the coping mechanisms that you have, it might not be your fault, but it is your responsibility. And you need to take that responsibility seriously because it doesn't just impact you. This is what I don't think people get. You taking care of yourself has the ability to change other people's lives too. It could be your parents. It could be your children. It could be your cousins. It could be people that follow you on the internet. The reason that I have any following is because I decided to change my fucking life and then talk about it on the internet. That's it. Right. And I continue to lead by example. I hold myself to that standard even more so because I know people listen to what I have to say. I take that responsibility seriously. I have to lead by example. Integrity is super important. Whether or not I'm making a video or not, I'm still doing the same damn things because it's who I am. It's who I am and it's I continue to dial that in and tinker with it and learn from my mistakes along the way to become better as I grow. Two things I care about, growth and contribution. Right, because I want to be the person that I wish that I had. Person that could have helped me when nobody could. Nobody did. Even if they could, they didn't. I don't want anybody else to experience the feelings and the thoughts that I had that were deep and dark and terrible once upon a time. That's a chapter of my story, but it's not what controls me today. I've made peace with that. That wound is healed. It's a nice, beautiful scar. I'm cool with that. 
two things that will absolutely kill you in life, truly, communication and consistency, point blank, period. Right. If you don't consistently, I'll I'll give you guys something that I think most people can relate to, which is relationships. If you pursue your partner and you're going on dates every week, right, you're taking them out, you're one and dying them, you're doing the thing, and then all of a sudden you get together and they stop doing that. How many times do you women get frustrated that men will do this? Right. They'll pursue you, they'll say all the right things, they'll give you lots of attention, they'll give you words of affirmation, tell you how beautiful you are. You're the most amazing person I've ever set my eyes on. I'll give you anything in the world. Blah, 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 blah. Wifed up. Shit changes. They stop communicating, checking in on you, looking at you. They don't even notice you're there half the time. You haven't been on a date or had sex in like a year. And you want to know why your marriage is falling apart, right? People, just like fat loss, they focus on deadlines. Once I get married, that's the end. That's, that's, I did everything I had to do. I got her, I wind her, I dined her. We, we, now we're married. That's, that's it. We got a house. Everything's cool. I don't know why you're upset. Same as fat loss. Once I lose 20 pounds, I just need to lose 20 pounds. Okay, I achieved the goal. That's it. I'm done putting in all the work that improved my life and my health to this point to go back to pretending none of it matters. You want to know what happens in marriages like that? If they don't get their shit together, they get divorced. You want to know what happens with people when they give up on their goals and they hit the deadline and they stop putting in the same effort? They gain it back. Consistency matters and communication matters. You need to learn how to use your voice. Your voice is important. People need to hear it. You need to hear it. The people that are mistreating you need to hear it. The boundaries that you need to set that are going to improve your life, you need to be able to speak. And I don't know who shut you up once upon a time, but don't let somebody burn you twice. This is probably the most important thing, and I'll leave you with this one because this is something that obviously was a pattern in my life for a long time. I would not go out with anybody else because I had been so broken from one person before. They burned me multiple times, not just twice. I mean, over and over and over again. No, 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 no. I'm broken, no. Don't let a past experience, don't let somebody in your life, somebody that made you stay quiet, somebody told you that you were wrong, somebody that told you that you were stupid, somebody that told you that you need to get help, somebody like that. Don't let somebody who tried to silence you keep you quiet. You let them win twice. And you're better than that. Don't let them win. With that, I hope this little episode was helpful. Shift your mind, change your mind, and change your life. I'll talk to you guys next time.